When a child has secure attachment, they grow up having a greater sense of self-agency. They can regulate their own emotions much better. They have higher self-esteem. They can cope under stress better in their own futures. They have better friendships in middle school and high school. They have better coordination of friendships and even social groups and withstanding peer pressure in adolescence. They have better trusting romantic relationships in adulthood. They have more leadership qualities. They have greater trust in life itself, and they have greater resilience and competence as adults. Pretty amazing, isn't it? This is why we need to make sure that we impart a secure attachment framework to our children. When our children are securely attached, they have much greater success or the likelihood of success and happiness in their futures. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we do that? What does that look like? And what is the framework that we can apply to approach this? Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to Wiseish. On this show, we combine modern neuroscience with ancient wisdom so you can master your emotions, heal your relationships, and pass on a legacy that you're proud of. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita. I'm a Harvard-trained physician and a double board-certified psychiatrist. And my passion is to teach you the tools that help me create the life of my dreams. Let's get started. All right, my friends, secure attachment. Listen, this is something that I didn't even know existed, okay? I did not know that there's such a thing called secure attachment until I would say... Gosh, this is embarrassing. Until I started residency in psychiatry at University of Connecticut. And I was, how old was I then? 30. I was 30 years old when I even knew the term secure attachment. And when I first learned about it, I instantly could tell why we had had so much difficulty in my family tree of origin. And I don't just mean with me and how I was parented, but I could instantly see where my dad and my mom had had insecure parenting styles applied and passed on to them as well. And again, even my grandparents, right? Knowing your family history allows you to see, and I saw it crystal clear when I first learned about it in residency. And since then, it's been like a passion of mine because if you know me, you know that my number one mission in my life is to pass on a better legacy to my child, to be the lever of change in the intergenerational story. And when I do that, I will, I am, I know that I will heal not just myself and my child, but I heal the generations before me as well. And so secure parenting and learning how to do that is one of the pillars of my mission. So I want to pass on to you some of the things I've learned along the way of what it is and how to do it. So secure attachment. What is it? First of all, let's understand what is attachment itself, right? That's where we should start. John Bowlby, who is uh, a British psychiatrist in the 1940s, 
and is known as a father of attachment theory, defined attachment as the lasting psychological connectedness between human beings. Each word there is important. Lasting, psychological, connectedness, between. It's not just from one person toward another all the time. It is between. It's co-regulation between human beings, right? And we already talked about why secure attachment is so important and all the ways it sets up children to have one of very different paths as adults. And so if we want to set our children up for as much happiness and success as possible, which many of us do want, we need to learn how to have them feel secure attachment. All right. Now, I think of secure attachment as having three primary functions. Number one, it provides a sense of safety and security, emotional safety and security. Second, it helps teach regulation of emotions, right? And emotions are both positive ones and uncomfortable ones, right? There are all kinds of emotions. So it's not just about soothing our children when they're upset. It's also about promoting joy and fostering a sense of calm and in delighting in their strengths, in their little happinesses, right? Happinesses, is that a word? I'm going to say this, right? Delighting in them and fostering joy and calm is as important as reacting and responding to distress. Both are part of regulating emotions. And the third one is then offering a reliable base from which they can go out into the world and explore. You know, if you have ever climbed a mountain or even hiked, right? You know that oftentimes you need to have a home base, a safe base to which you can return to where you set up camp and you sleep for the night and you eat and replenish so that you can go out again the next day and explore. That's what secure attachment does. We cannot have the courage, or it's really hard, I will say, not impossible, but it's really hard to have the courage to go and take risks and explore if we don't have a emotional home base to return to, right? And those three things to me come from secure attachment. And there's so much research to support that as well, right? So there's a secure base and then there's the safe haven. The secure base allows children to explore the world knowing that they can take risks and be curious because there's a, there's a base to return to. And the safe haven pro, pro gives them the, the comfort and the delight and the emotional co-regulation, right? Daniel Siegel, who is also a psychiatrist who's done tremendous amount of work in this area, has coined the four S's of secure attachment. And I think it perfectly, beautifully sums up everything that we've talked about till now. And those four S's are safe, seen, soothed, and secure. Let's look at each one. Safe means that children feel emotionally safe with us and that when there are disruptions, they can rely on the disruptions being repaired. That is equally important because there is no universe in which we are 
always going to be perfect and never ever hurt our children's feelings or raise our voices or get frustrated at them. It's going to happen. That's part of life. And it's actually a good thing because if you can repair, you're showing your children that relationships can be messy, that emotions are a wide range, and that relationships are, how do I say, they're resilient, right? They're like rubber bands. They can be stretched and come back into place. They need to know that so that they are not always wary that small disruptions means the end of their future relationships. You can model that for them now when the disruptions do come up, when you raise your voice, when you ignore them, when you have been busy for a couple of days and have forgotten something important in their lives, when you've gotten frustrated at them, repair it. That is equally important, right? So that is safety. The belief that they know that they will not be harmed by you. And when there are disruptions, unintentional ones, that they will be repaired. Second is seen. And seen is the emotional attunement piece. Knowing that you are looking out for what they are or might be feeling. And both rejoicing in their joys and in their successes and also being there to soothe them when they're scared, when they're overwhelmed, when they are doubting themselves, when they are feeling dysregulated with anger and such, right? Seen means that you are aware and interested in their emotions, good, the good ones and the unpleasant ones. The third is soothed. Soothed is obvious. You are a person that they can turn to when they're feeling scared or overwhelmed by people or the world, right? Again, we're not going to get this right nearly enough times, right? There's research, tons and tons of research that shows that at best we respond maybe 70% of the time to our children's needs. And we are often only in sync with them maybe 30% of the time. This is when things are working. When things are working, we respond to them 70% of the time at best, and we're in sync 30% of the time at best. So notice that you don't have to be perfect. This is not about perfection. Children need to also see that you're human and that you can repair and that relationships can be repaired and that they're elastic. That is part of the resilience that you're going to be showing them and teaching them, right? So that is the third S is soothed. And the last one is secure. Secure means that they can rely on you. That's the best way to put it. That you are dependable and you are consistent and they can rely on you, right? So when I say rely, I don't mean, again, that for every single emotional need that comes up, that you are going to be there 100% of the time. That's not what I mean. Secure is about... I know my parents will make sure that I'm not hungry. Or if I am, they will do their very best to find food for me. They will do their very best to provide protection from the elements, right? Even if that means a tent. They will do their best to 
not lose their love for me, right? Again, temporarily, we may feel in moments annoyance and anger toward our children. That's normal. But Almost all parents will tell you that there's always an unabiding, there's, a, there's an abiding love underneath all of this, even when we're angry. If someone stopped us, took us to the other room and asked, do you love your children? Almost every parent in the world would say, of course I do, right? So that is what is security, is reliability in those kind of things. So safe, seen, soothed, and secure when we can do our best to give those four things to our children, they have a better chance of having that safe haven and also using us as a secure base from which to launch into the world successfully, take risks and reach their full potential, right? Now, a couple of questions often get asked, my clients often ask me, and we go into this, again, there's a whole one, sometimes two months, one to two months that we cover uh, parenting and legacy inside Mastery, which is our monthly membership program. We go deep, deep and help you actually apply these tools to your particular family, to your romantic relationship, to your children, because your children may have different struggles, right? One of them may struggle with anxiety. Another one may be very resilient, and another one may have developmental delays. How do you parent when you have different children with different needs? How about if you or your romantic partner did not get secure parenting as children? How does that then show up in your romantic relationship? All these things, we go very deep and help you customize this to your family. So if you want to learn how to master these tools, come and join us in Mastery. But for now, I want to answer two questions that often come up. One, if I didn't have secure parenting, am I destined to just pass on insecure parenting, which we didn't get into in this podcast. I'll do a separate podcast on the different kinds of insecure attachment. But a question often is asked, am I destined to pass on the insecure attachment that I inherited? And the answer is no. Dr. Dan Siegel who again has done so much research on this, this is, these are his words. He says, history is not destiny when it comes to attachment. The single best predictor for how well a parent is able to provide secure attachment to their children is not whether they had it with their parents, it's whether they have reflected on their attachment experiences growing up with their own caregivers and made sense of those experiences. Reflect and make sense of your own experiences is the thing that will help you pass on a better, more secure parenting and attachment for your children, right? It's not what you got, it's what you do with it. If you do nothing with it, you will absolutely repeat the patterns of the past, right? Even if you tell yourself, no, I will never do X, Y, and Z that my parents did, if you haven't learned a better way and processed the past, when you get stressed, that's the only way you've seen model to you. You will go back to that even if you don't want to, right? The second question that often comes up is, is attachment style of parenting, right? Is that the same as secure attachment? And the answer is no. Attachment parenting, 
right? Which is about skin to skin contact, soothing your baby, often sleeping with the baby and all these things. It's not those things themselves that cause secure parenting. It is your ability or inability to stay emotionally attuned during those events. So for example, you can be holding your child skin to skin and be agitated inside. You can be uh, sleeping with your children, but read negative intent into their actions. See what I mean? So it's not those habits that cause secure parenting. It is the intention and how well you've processed your own parenting and made sense of it and learned these tools. All right. So again, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, right? Even when things are working well, remember 70% responsiveness and 30% sync. So children need to also see your humanity and that love is elastic and repairs can always happen even in the midst of the chaos of life. So I hope that was helpful. Again, we go deep into this in mastery. Mastery is now open for enrollment. We only open twice a year for two weeks at a time. Right now it's open. If you are interested to learn more and get all the details, you can find the link in the show notes. It's bit.ly forward slash masters of fate, which is all one word, no space, masters of fate, bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. Find the link in the show notes and I hope to see you there. Take care. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I hope that you enjoyed the show and that you're leaving with some great takeaways and maybe even some breakthroughs. If you're ready to master these tools and apply them to your life, come join us in mastery. It's our monthly membership program where we help you customize these tools to your life. Plus, we coach you and support you along the way. You can get all the details at bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. That's one word, no space, masters of fate. bit.ly forward slash masters of fate. The link is in the show notes. I hope to see you there.